0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast to help clarify the process of loss and grief through experiences shared from myself and others living with loss. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 115. Within this podcast, I will review the many common myths of grief to help you better prepare for the road ahead. You are invited to join the community and share your story to help others better understand grief how it affects us moving forward, and how best to navigate its difficult path. And I invite you to join the community on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both at journeytograteful.com. And lastly, I ask that you take a moment to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Doing so will help this podcast reach more people like yourself In need of an insightful grief resource which can help them navigate their grief journey. Now, today I have a question for you Does grief have an actual value? I would suspect that no one listening to this episode has ever considered this question, nor have you asked what value grief may have in your life as you grieve that special someone who still holds a large piece of your heart. This can also be said of self-value. Consider this. What is your value? We may often consider what our purpose might be, what our contribution in life as a whole truly is. Thus, it is our value, and we question what is our value. Where I'm going with this came about through a very interesting concept, which shines an intriguing light on the way we view value. I've taken it a step further and I suggest that in a similar manner, we can potentially view grief as having a value as well. That value in our life simply depends on what we do with our grief. Now let's dig into this thought. Now to begin, I would like for you to picture a 1,000-gram iron bar. That raw value of this iron bar is around $100. Now if you decide to make horseshoes from the iron bar, its value would increase to approximately $250. And if instead you decide to make sewing needles, the value would increase to about $70,000. And finally, if you decide to produce uh, watch springs and gears, the value would now increase to nearly $6 million. Now the point here is, your value is not just what you are made of, but instead, in what ways you can make the best of who you are. In essence, what you make of yourself. I believe we can use this thought process to help us place a value on grief in a very similar manner. Right or wrong, grief inherently has a value. It can either be an oppressive weight upon your heart, creating a value of near nothing based on its benefits or its detriment to your life. Or it can be a valuable learning opportunity which can provide a priceless perspective on the value of life and its impact going forward, with an enlightening viewpoint, ultimately, on the power of love. You may be drawing a comparison right now to this podcast, its perceived value. You may realize that without my loss and my personal experience with grief, this podcast would simply not exist. My experience with grief has indeed been a direct catalyst for this podcast the leading inspiration for the Journey to Grateful podcast came about because of two specific things. First, my personal experience with grief, living with the loss of my wife, Colleen, and the myths about grief, of which I became aware of. And second, my experience witnessing Colleen live through the sudden loss in 1999 of her first husband, while raising a nine-month-old daughter, yet finding a way to live forward through her grief. So in one day in January of 2021, six months after my loss, I found the courage to discuss my thoughts about the myths and misunderstanding of grief with a group of trusted friends and mentors. Now at that time, I believed grief needed to be addressed more openly, and more importantly, better understood. And to this day, that belief holds true. I had seen through my bereavement group several others dealing with what I had thought were details of grief only I was experiencing. Now, I know that sounds improbable. However, you'd be surprised at how easy it is to feel as though you are the only one experiencing what you are experiencing during the first weeks and months of grief, and I had quickly identified many missteps by people attempting to support a friend in grief, believing they were expressing care and concern when they were truly doing anything but, such as well-meaning but misplaced comments like, well, they're in a better place, or hey, how are you? Have you gotten over it yet? Now these phrases, and many more phrases, were echoing in our discussions throughout my bereavement group. It was there I saw a need. I saw that others who hadn't experienced grief and didn't understand the many facets of grief, or even the process of grief, more accurately, the longevity of it all, people needed a way to be educated about grief so they could better support others dealing with it. More importantly, I saw... That people experiencing grief for the first time needed guidance. They needed to hear other people's stories, just as I had in our group, to help them better understand what they could possibly expect to encounter on their journey with grief, and to help them grasp the idea that one person's experience with grief may not exactly match theirs. Today, I would suggest fulfilling these needs are samples of that value of grief. Yes, grief is daunting. It's sad. It's all encompassing, oppressive at times, and overall an unpleasant experience. This is what grief is, in a crude, inconvenient nutshell. But what grief can become offers a more enlightening value. It literally depends upon what you or anyone else decides to do with that grief. As I've mentioned before, any one of us could choose to pull the covers over our head and wallow in our grief, letting it swallow us up, doing nothing to overcome it or even to live with it. But who can actually do that? Who can cover up their head and just hunker down and just let the world pass them by? Grief is a unique, life-altering tragedy, which you experience in one devastating moment and are expected to somehow pick yourself up and continue on in the next moment, or soon after. This is not a broken arm that will heal with a cast, the proper treatment, and time. This is an everlasting experience. I suggest we all soak in those words. Grief is an everlasting experience. Loss is forever. And thus, the grief that accompanies the loss is also forever. I believe this is the largest truth about grief that so many simply gloss over. Although you can say it, and you can teach it, you can discuss it, and say you understand it, unless you experience it, the concept of forever is not truly something we can grasp. Consider this. What else in life is forever? An absolute what? So thus I need to bring us back to this idea of the value of grief, the possibilities of it. And I'll oversimplify this idea. As with anything in life, we have the choice between good and bad, right? We can choose the good, being nice to others, doing the right things in life, the positive things that do good and are for the good. Or we can choose the bad, not valuing anyone or anything, being selfish, a bully, and doing bad things towards others. Now, in a similar manner, we have these choices in grief. Again, to oversimplify it, we can choose to control it ourselves or allow it To control us. Again, that statement paints grief with a very broad brush, but doesn't take into consideration all of the many nuances of grief, so I'll admit that. But the nice thing about that statement is that it is easy to understand. We either will give in or do something with it, right? So I ask you this What are you planning to do with your grief in the months ahead? Are you planning to allow it to encompass your life to a point of which you are unable to live your life? Is that what your loved one would want for you? Or will you take control of it and sit with it when you need to? This is to say, will you allow yourself to feel the feels, shed the tears, and take a bad day, but when possible, dig deep? Stand tall, find ways to start living again, and find a way to take small, significant steps forward. There's this misconception of healing when discussing grief. And I suppose there are aspects of healing over the course of time with hard work, self-care, and honest reflection. However, healing also seems to indicate a completeness, a successful... It's over and I'm 100% sort of thing. I don't believe that's possible. You see, I lost my wife, the mother of our three children, the person I had plans with for decades in front of us. It won't heal. I won't heal from her loss, from her absence. But what I will do is discover ways to live with her loss, live through my grief, and find a way in which my grief can become a value in my life and in my children's lives and for others. Appreciation is valuable, correct? It's always good to appreciate things in life and life itself. I believe I can say the strangest way in which grief has provided me value is with my increased appreciation of life and everything in it. The value of grief It becomes what you make of it. It either can just be grief and all the things that are terrible about it, or it can provide us a spotlight on many things we sometimes mistake for insignificant pieces of life, such as strength, fortitude, compassion, knowledge, appreciation, perspective for sure, love, friendship, caring, importance, and even value. This admittedly is a small list of the many things grief can bring us beside loss and pain and sorrow. Now, what we need to do is choose what the value of grief will be in our lives going forward. Which will you choose? Thank you again for listening to the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am thankful each and every week for you taking the time to listen to this podcast and to share it with others. I encourage you to stop by the community on social media and share your own story and insights on grief and join our family in helping others on their path. Head over to journeytograteful.com community to find ways to join in the conversation and make a difference through your story. Now, while you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And if you would like a more personal connection with me, I invite you to connect with me via email, tim at journeytograteful.com. But why should we stop there? Why not give me a call, leave me a voicemail, or simply text me anytime? The number is 262-298-2428. That's 298 chat. I know that's a hard step to take to simply reach out to somebody like me, but I understand where you're coming from. And because you could actually just text that number, I think it might be a little bit easier to take that next step. So why not try it? Lastly, help me build this community. Help me broaden my reach and support my mission by reviewing this show and telling others, over at Apple Podcasts, why you listen to the show. I've provided for you a leave a review button over at journeytograteful.com. Because your support is so important in making this podcast reachable to others, through your comments, it's a powerful, powerful thing that you can do right now, today. And I really thank you for, for reaching out and doing that. Now today I have discovered a quote which speaks of the irony of grief. The author is unknown, but the thought is spot on. The irony of grief is that the person you need to talk to about how you feel is the person who is no longer here. How very, very true this is. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any of the previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.